Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. The, the title of this is When God Wants to Promote What You Want to Hide. I want you to think about that for a minute. When, when God wants to promote what it is that you want to hide. So, Luke chapter 6, um, verse 6 is where we're going to start. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then we're going to talk about the story a little bit. But Luke chapter 6, verse six, 6. And it came to pass on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. See, one of the things that, you know, when when I read this story is, uh, you, you had this gentleman who was in the crowd who had a withered hand. Having a, a physical abnormality or deformity, particularly in those days, was not a thing that people um, were really proud of or something they really wanted to share. It was something that was more of embarrassment, a thing that you would try to hide your, your inabilities. And we have this man who came to the synagogue and he was there to hear Jesus teach. He was there to observe what was going on. And Jesus asked him to stand in front of everybody. He's like, hey, you there. Come out here and stand in front of where everybody is. And when he does, uh, he begins, Jesus begins to teach. He's like, is it, is it lawful for um, a person to do good or to do evil, to save life or destroy it? You know, and, and having this discussion with the Pharisees. But then he asks the question. He says, stretch forth thine hand. And at that moment, the... The gentleman who is standing there stretches forth his withered hand. Now, the scripture, it doesn't say that Jesus told him to stretch forth his withered hand. It just says, stretch forth your hand. But he knew, right? I mean, if, if we're there and we got Jesus in front of us and we have a withered hand, he says, stretch forth your hand. Which one are you going to put out, right? Well, the withered hand. Because in your mind, you know what it is that's coming. You kind of have an idea of where he's going with this, Right? Well, I think maybe he's going to heal my hand. But the idea that I want to talk about here is the whole concept of, you know, when we have infirmities, sometimes what we would like to hide and keep hidden, the the thing maybe that, that isn't what everybody else, we want everybody else to see, is the exact thing that God wants to bless in our life. It's the exact thing that God wants to use in our life. We have a story in the Old Testament about a man by the name of Jesse. Jesse had a lot of sons. 
He had a lot of sons. He had a lot of great, strong, warrior sons, right? When a guy by the name of Samuel comes by, and he's going to anoint the next king, Jesse brings his sons, and each of his sons pass in front of the, the prophet Samuel. And Samuel looking, and starting at the oldest, and maybe the best looking and the most capable, Samuel's like, nope, God says this ain't to one. 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 And finally, finally, when it gets to the end of the line, he looks at Jesse and said, do you have any more sons? He's like, well, I got one more. He's the son. He's out in the field. He's tending the sheep. I can go have him fetch him if you really think I need to, you know. And when, when Jesse brings David before Samuel, yeah, that's right, David, the king. You guys have probably heard David and Goliath, this guy. He was the one who everyone wanted to, to who his own dad said, well, you know, everybody else here has potential. <laughs> right? I can see any one of these other of my sons being king, not really David. All the rest of these guys, yes, they might be able to do it, but not this guy. When, when David comes in and stands before Samuel, that's when God says, yes, that one. Sometimes in our lives, it's the thing that we're not proud of. The thing that we don't want to put out there in front of everybody that God wants to use, that God wants to anoint, that God wants to bring healing to. Out of all the sons of Jesse, out of all the sons and, and many of the ones that he was proud of, it was David, the youngest, the weakest, the, the one that, ah, you know, there's no way that this one could be it. That's the one that God wanted to bring the anointing to. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to bring a scripture. I think this is going to tie it all together for everybody. Help it make a little sense. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, sorry, verse 7. Now, this is Paul writing, right? Paul. This is most of our New Testament is written by Paul. But this is what he writes. He said, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that he might depart from me. And he sent to me my grace... Is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, I want to read just that, that last part again. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Did you catch that? This is the guy who wrote 
most of our New Testament. That, that we get a lot of our doctrine from the writings of Paul. Now, Paul is here and he is saying that lest he should be exalted above measure because of the abundance of revelations. Or, in other words, you know, God is using me so much and he's doing so many things in my life and I'm seeing God work in, in all these miraculous ways. So, to keep me from getting puffed up, getting proud... The Lord gave me a thorn in the flesh or gave me something that, that is irritating me, something that is painful in my life, something that is, though, keeping me grounded to reality that I'm not some spiritual superman. And I have <coughs> asked the Lord three times, three different times, I come to the Lord and I, 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 I ask Him, I begged Him to get rid of this thing for me. And you know what he said to me? He said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You, you think about what it is that, that God is telling Paul here when he says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You think of what it is that he's saying. Until we understand or go through and experience weakness, we don't really understand the power of God in our lives. Now, to help that make sense, if uh, one, of my, one of my kids have something really heavy, let, let's say, um, I don't know, they are picking up concrete blocks. I don't know why my kids are picking up concrete blocks. If they are picking up concrete blocks, I'm sure there's nothing good that is about to come of that. Right? But let's say they're picking up something really heavy like that. And they go, and they, they begin to pick it up, and they're like, wow, this is really heavy. Then I come up, and I'm like, oh, you need help with that. So I lift the concrete block up for them. They don't really understand the extent of my strength until they understand the limits of their own. Because it wasn't until they attempted this and figured out they couldn't do it on their own that they really were able to explore my ability to carry this load for them. As a pastor and as a preacher, one of the things that, that you... Ought to learn pretty quick, and sometimes we get a little thick-headed and we don't do that really well, is that you can't do it on your own. You can't carry this load. And it wasn't until I've gotten to the point in my life that I understand that I'm not able in my own strength to do the things that I need to do, that I was able to explore the strength that God provides. It's when I come to the end of myself that I'm able to see what it is that God can really do in my life. When it's, it's when I extend past my capabilities that I'm able to see what God can really do with me. For you and I sitting here this morning, 
Sometimes God wants to push out the thing that we think is our very weakest, uh, the weakest part of us, because it's the weakness, in the weakness where we've reached the limit of what we're able to do, that God is able to come in with His strength and His power to complete us in who we are, and we're able to explore the strength of God. We're able to begin to understand, not to reach a limit of the strength of God, but to begin to understand where His strength, what His strength is really about. See, you and I, what we really like is to be in control of every situation. I didn't get a single amen there. (laughs) But I know, I know. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever laid awake at night because you knew you had a big problem that you were facing and you were trying to figure out how you could fix it? The best possible scenario, right? And you would think a hundred different ways that you can do it to find the one. Because what we really want to do is we want to control every situation. We, we, we want to handle it. It, it, it. It's in our nature. I mean, it's, when I talk about that, it's not something that I have to wonder. Well, I wonder if everybody else uh, understands that like I do. But I know, I know for a fact that in our human nature, you and I want to be able to control. We want to do it on our own. I, I'm, I'm really bad. When I work on things, when I work on things, I don't like to have help. You ask my wife, I'm really bad. I've got great friends that live all around me, that would do anything in the world for me, and I never ask them to help me. Why? Well, there's a couple reasons. And I'm going to give it, once again, this is me telling myself. One is I don't want to admit that I can't do it on my own. Right? Now, some of y'all, some of you guys in here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to admit that I need some other person's help. So that's one thing. The second thing is, is one of the things I realize is if I have someone else's help, I have to listen to their opinion about how I ought to do it. Right? I'm I'm telling myself, but you, you feeling me, right? Amen. I want to do it my way. I, I don't want to have to listen to the way someone else thinks I ought to. I just want to do it my way. And then I can, if I do it my way, then I know what's going on. So I don't want help. And, but here's the thing. We, we get that way in our spiritual walk, too. We need help. There are times that we have, we have weaknesses in our spiritual life. There are places where we just don't make places where we fall short. And we're like, you know what? I really don't want help. I can figure all this out. We got things that are going on in, 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 in your life right now. You've got things that you're going through right now that are tough, that are hard. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with situations. You're going through things that, that maybe no one else knows you're going through, and you need help. You're an emotional train wreck. You don't know, you, you don't know how you're going to get through this. But you know what you don't want to do? You don't want to ask for help because two things. One, you don't want people to know you can't do it on your own. And two, you don't want to listen to what someone else is going to tell you to do. You want to do it your way. But here's the thing. Sometimes it's those exact 
places where we're at our weakest that God wants to promote. When I talk about promotion, you know, we, we can think of it a couple different ways. Um, and, and as I was uh, kind of studying this, I, I, you know, we can look at promotion like, hey, you know, we're getting ready to have a big concert. So you put out flyers and all that kind of stuff, and you're promoting something. But we can also think about promotion kind of in another way that's pretty common to us. You're at, you're at work, and you get the new job. You get a promotion, right? You kind of get stepped up. And, and when, when I'm talking about when God wants to promote what you want to hide, it's really not necessarily the, the advertisement and putting it all out there. But what I'm talking about is when God wants to take that thing that is your weakness, that thing that is your infirmity, and he wants to take that, and he wants to give it an upgrade, give it a, a new role in your life, and take it from being the thing that, that you're ashamed of, the thing that you hide, the thing that, that he wants to promote that in your life. And he wants to take it from being this thing down here to being something that, that as Paul said, now I want to read this scripture, and this is going to make some sense. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he wants to promote that from the thing that you find all your shame wrapped up in. The thing that, that you find to be your weakness. The thing that, that you don't want people to know about. The thing that you don't want people to see. He wants to promote that to the thing that give it a new job and a new role in your life. And make it the thing that, that you want to glory in. Because you understand that that's where the power of Christ is resting in your life. Y'all are quiet this morning. This is either really good or really bad. I don't know which yet. But I hope this is hitting home with you like it hits home with me. Sometimes God wants to take the thing that is your biggest weakness and promote it in your life. Say, you know what? I'm Aaron. I'm, I'm giving your weakness an upgrade today. The upgrade to your weakness is my strength. And now it doesn't have to be the thing you're ashamed of. It can be the thing that, that I get glory in. It doesn't have to be the thing that you don't want people to know about. It can be the thing that I'm glorified through. Sometimes God wants to promote the very thing that we want to hide. But you and I have to realize that His strength what, what he is all about is when we're at our weakest, when we reach the limit of what we can do as a human being, that is the moment that we're able to explore the strength of God. Mickey, if you could get a song this morning. Page 152. Those who can be is be standing. This morning, as, as we think about the things that we've read here in the Scripture, and, and if, if the man with the withered hand, he, he had, I guess he had an option. Jesus says, stretch forth your hand. 
He could have just held out his good one, couldn't he? But he wouldn't have got his healing. Jesse could have said, you know what, Samuel, yeah, I got another kid, but no, he ain't worth bringing in. Let's just leave him out there. Yeah, you know, maybe God can anoint him. Maybe God, I don't, I just, I just don't think it's possible. There's no way that God can do that with him. Sometimes the place where we see our greatest weakness is the thing that God wants to pour his anointing on. That's the thing that God wants to anoint in our life. And let it be a blessing to us, to our community, and all those around us. That thing, that boy, we just don't think it'll amount to much. Sometimes it's the infirmities that we have in our life, and we have a choice with those. The places where, where we're weak, the, the, the character flaws, the, the places where we fall short. Where we see, yeah, you know, God, maybe I could do this kind of thing in my life, but you know about this, right? You know that, I, I mean, I've got all these problems. i got all this stuff. There's... But those are the very places that God wants to prove to us His strength, that He's able. When God wants to promote what you want to hide, What do you do? You say, yes, Lord. Yes. Here it is. That's what you do. In every one of these situations, what we see is that when when God got a hold, when, when God got a hold of David's life, he made him a giant slayer. He made him a warrior. He crowned him a king. When the man stretched forth his hand, he walked in as, as, as a man with a physical limitation, but he walked out as a person with a healing. And Paul, well, he just wrote part of the Bible. A man with infirmities. He just wrote Christian doctrine, that's all. What might God do with your infirmities if you'll give them to him? Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.